0: Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, and welcome to the first of this sharp social health positivity broadcast for the new year 2024 everyone. Welcome and good luck out there. It could be a bumpy ride. However, we at CanDo have, uh, as well as our day-to-day running our complimentary education programme. We have got some nice, exciting uh, events coming up um, in February, which we will be telling you more about as the time goes on, but just a quick one. We, as part of the Fringe of the Fringe, which is a new concept where we are putting some theatre, a theatre production together, um, while we're promoting one or we're producing one, at the wonderful Rotary Hall on Station Hill in Chippenham, which, of course, you know is in Wiltshire, which you know is obviously in England, and England is uh, was was a part of Europe, when it still is technically, but is uh, is is on Earth. Anyway, on the fourteenth of February, someone can give you a bit of warning about this one. Um, we have the the amazing Mark Rutterford. And he's doing this interactive piece called Love Stories, fittingly, for the 14th of February. Something a little bit different where, um, well, come along and see. There'll be booking details as as we go on. Um, It'll probably be an Eventbrite scenario. Uh, We'll try and make it pay what you can. But uh, at the same time, we want to ensure that the artiste gets um, money. And well-deserved money for their for their work and the other event the day after is at the wonderful red line in laycock with maggie storvald now <clears throat> you can check her out on a big check both these people out check uh, maggie out on uh, youtube etc but she's an amazingly talented uh, canadian singer-songwriter does really beautiful songs and um for those of you that come to our weekly event at the Red Line in Laycock, it's a beautiful setting uh, to hear, play, eat, drink, and be merry. So 15th of February, very unusual. We're very lucky to be part of her European tour. And uh, through a, a whole set of good fortunes, we've, we've been able to uh, work alongside <coughs> her as I wheezed into the night. Anyway, so Maggie Storvald on the 15th, Mark Rutterford on the 14th. So theatre at the Rotary Hall on the 14th for, for in, 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 in celebration of Valentine's. We're also working, um, and again, Maggie Storvald at the Red Lion in Laycock, uh, which is near Chippenham, which is both. They're both in Wiltshire. Um, and of course, many people will know the lovely uh, Laycock because it's featured in so many films, including Harry Potter, etc, etc. But that's no reason, not the only reason to go there, because it's a great community. But also, um, the Red Lion's a great venue, but it's also, there's the music. Check it out, Maggie Storval.
1: i Wouldn't be calling me lovely if I sang this, so I'm not going to it. I said, Hello, is it me you're looking for? She said, Hey, I don't know about you, but I'm feeling 22. I said, Let's dance. She said, Tequila, it makes me happy. I said, Who's going to drive you home tonight? She said, I think we're alone now. I said, kiss. She said, happy. I said, let's talk about sex, baby. She said, hit me with your rhythm stick. (laughs) I said, I think you're crazy. She said, anything you want. You got it. I said, I think I want to marry you. She said, baby, baby, baby. I said, you took the words right out of my mouth. Time passed. She said,
0: help, I need somebody. I said, and I don't know how, what fortune we had to be given both of these two artists. But that's the thing, isn't it? Uh, you just got to be out there to do stuff. And obviously, part of our mission at Can Do is to promote the arts. In all its glory, in all its different uh, facets, but to make it accessible, we are not just doing the same old trite stuff that you often find no disrespect to people, but is usually inaccessible, is usually a set for a particular market, which is usually the, uh, you know, dare I say, the middle classes and above. But in reality, what tames the beast, what allows us to understand our human, our humanity, our, our life experience, the shared experiences through the arts. And without a doubt, this is why Kando Arts uses all the arts to look at all the different aspects of sustainable development. And that's from the environmental aspect of it but also the social and really important. It's a social environment because the earth will survive without us. We are a part of nature, not apart from nature. All these things you'll hear me say time and time again, but sometimes people don't understand, or they think that we only work with young people, which is an honor to do. And the reason we, we put so much time and effort, as you can imagine, working across the board, uh, particularly with kids in care, et cetera, et cetera, is to acknowledge that there is bound to be a shortfall. If someone's already displaying, um, challenges in a normal school setting for instance we want to support the schools and we've got wonderful schools in Wiltshire, so we're lucky in that in that respect but to support the schools to support the individuals with their individual challenges so that they're addressed and that's why we work in partnership with schools to look at those issues out of the normal setting in a more creative setting so that we can, the individuals can become creative problem solvers for themselves, to be empowered, to look at their own emotional and mental well being, and to be able to understand that there are things that you can do to uh, change, develop and become, have a more positive uh, existence. And actually the arts, help and support that because it's a intellectual and an emotional journey usually with the arts whether it's photography or whether it's a piece of theatre or whatever films as you know we make films etc etc and that's why we do it and we've been very fortunate over the years to have such great people supporting us right right across the community including a variety of of fantastic celebrities we'll call them for the want of that well you know who I guess are in the in the true sense of it but actually the most important thing about the people that have supported us over the years is that a usually they're my friends which I'm very fortunate to have but also that they have a ethical moral soulful understanding of the world and beyond the trappings of wealth and fame they want to make uh, an effective and a um, positive contribution to everyone's life not just their own so I'm very fortunate there's a list of people that have helped us over the years um I'm truly grateful uh no more so than the the wonderful um Steve Perriman who has uh is is a personal hero of mine but also the wonderful Melanie C um and obviously you know all about her Damon Albarn uh Ray Winston Jerome Flynn um etc etc and I don't mean to leave anyone out of this list but the reason I'm So say name dropping is to draw attention to the fact that we have been fortunate to have all these different people from a variety of arts supporting what we do, because what we do uh, is there to support those that need it most. And when we are looking Across the board, all these different issues, whether it's the green environment, and we've worked with big industrial uh, um, players within that, petrochemical companies, paper mills, et cetera, uh, paper mills. Yeah, paper mills. Uh, in fact, the paper, the paper generating uh, um, company that uh, produces the newsprint for our local newspaper, the Gazette and Herald. I don't know about your local newspaper wherever you're watching this, but trace its line anyway. Um, so we are looking and our purpose is to explore all the aspects of society community that which that unites us commonly common unity community and in doing so we look at uh, and interview and or or promote or do art or we do whatever community uh, initiatives to throw light onto these subjects so for instance leading up to the elections we're going to be doing a whole set of of profiles on our local councillors um to so that people better understand them because obviously it's quite apparent that they will give out one impression when they want to be elected but actually once in office and i'm not just talking about the national ones they're they're bad enough but the um local ones so with this scrutiny about the whole idea of uh, party politics in local politics, which is almost laughable, uh, in the sense that we really don't need to be um, just going. P- people certainly in a local scenario don't shouldn't be uh, towing the party line, which we have come to understand is exactly what they've been doing. And there's a variety of parties in our particular area. Don't know about yourselves. We've got beyond the traditional. Um, party. So you've got the the Conservatives. I don't need to tell you how badly that's worked out for everyone. We've got the Liberal Democrats. Now, even though people will have remembered that the last time that they shared uh, power in a coalition, uh, they didn't hold their promises. They didn't maintain uh, student, the, the, no, no student grants. They were totally opposed to that at one stage, and then no sooner had they got elected. Now, I've talked to lots of Liberal Democrats about this, and they don't have any valid reason for that to be. They just go along. Everyone thinks that we have to be going along the, the traditional party lines, and it's quite patently not worked. It hasn't worked for the whole of our society. Um, in our area, the more I scrutinise it, and the more I've come up against these local politicians, because we've got a new party. Um, it's not official. It's just a sort of a, 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 a conflation of so say independent um, councillors who come together, particularly around the environment, the green environment, which of course is essential. It under, underpins all our existence. But at the same time, and this has been talked about by other councillors who recognise that they're obviously a party, um, and I'm going to go into the details of who they are and what they do uh, closer to election time so that people can see, oh yeah, wait a minute, this isn't what it appears to be. Now, as, as as much as we all like uh, somebody campaigning for the green environment, as I've said to many specialists and high-thinking, ranking people, and have you know consulted in all sorts of areas, you know, home office, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, you have to put people before pandas. And what I mean by that is, if people are struggling to uh, maintain, and particularly now more than ever, a uh, exist their very existence, keeping a roof over the head if they've got one. Um, Cost of living, et cetera, et cetera, the emergence or the complete, um, never before seen, I don't think in our history, uh, appearance of food banks. It's, it's appalling. It's absolutely appalling. Anyway, looking at all these different aspects and looking at why, who, why, what, why, and when these things are allowed to um, prosper in, in the worst possible way or to uh, develop because we shouldn't need them is what my point so when i say people before pandas what i'm saying is that if you if people have a, a, a good standard of living if they have good standard of education if they're not worrying and, and totally taxed out of existence or uh, um, crippled by the machine of big big government and international whatever, they will be able to understand the value or the necessity for us to maintain um, a positive, sustainable relationship with the natural environment, because again, we're a part of it. We're a part of nature, not apart from it. So anything that we do, whether it's putting out fumes into the uh, atmosphere, biosphere, stratosphere, whatever, uh, will come back to bite us, as it were. We don't need to talk about the figures of people that die every year in London from exhaust fumes. You know, it's it's asthma-related deaths. But if you were to just do yourself a favour and look at how many people die each year from asthma-related due to toxins in, 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 so they say, uh, in the petrol and in the exhaust, et cetera, et cetera, you will see that just on that level. We might be looking at a different way of how we use transport, et cetera, et cetera, and what it's run on, whether it's electric or whatever. And there's all sorts of tos and froes, but the point of the matter is we probably are aware that cars, petrol cars, diesel cars, uh, uh, their exhausts, poison the environment for most living things. Now, I'm not a scientist. Now you'll think that <laughs> are a lot of people, but here's the crack. The facts seem to be out there about uh, the cause and effect of all sorts of uh, negative um, aspects of human existence. Poverty, poverty, and homelessness are really easy, easy to um, to overcome, to facilitate, to end. Yeah. For instance, so say there are more homeless people, sorry, there are more people with with two homes than there are homeless people in this country. Just a figure that I've come across. Now, again, I haven't counted them, but it does stand to reason for me in an equitable society that everyone should have a house before anyone has two. It's just a sort of common decency. It's just, you know, it's, it's just a nice thing, a nice way to exist. It's obvious if there aren't enough houses, sorry, there are, if people aren't given the houses or homes, they are going to struggle. So building and developing homes, particularly in around where we are chipping them just because it happens to have a railway and a, 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 a motorway close by, doesn't improve the quality of life for people. Uh, some businesses will love it. They'll love the fact, particularly business developers, business developers, uh, building developers, housing developers, property developers, they're going to love it because obviously that's how they make their money. I don't know that we should be making money out of properties. Seriously, I think that uh, housing is, should be one of those fundamental uh, you know needs of human beings that need to be, um, uh, don't say given, but they need to be uh, available to all the all those that need them, um, regardless of price. And I'm not talking about super luxury. I'm talking about basic need. Okay, for everyone. So that should be a, a as a, as a civilization, as a as a as so say civilized community. We should be um, facilitating the needs, the no needs of all of our citizens. Just. Take each area. is a piece of jigsaw. Big whole jigsaws. The the whole universe, and the micro jigsaw is a little piece that, in our particular situation, is called Chippenham. Yours will be wherever you're watching this from. Anyway, to me- ensure that our little piece of jigsaw is is sustainable, is healthy, is is positive. Uh, you know, trying to uh, uh, reduce. Obviously, the economic, uh, sorry, uh, economic and environmental negative impacts, but the social impacts of people who um, feel disenfranchised from society and we come up with all sorts of responses to that, um, lots of negative and the negative impact that they can have affects all the people. Um, right across the board, so it doesn't matter if you're rich, poor, or whoever, or old or young, or whatever, if people are impacting in your community in a negative way, chances are you can be impacted negatively by it. So your quality of life goes down. So to ensure that everyone has the best chance of a quality of life, the things, the basic things like homes, good education, clean water, uh, fresh air, etc, cetera, etc, cetera, are vital. So there's no debate about that, how we don't as a society ensure that they are there for everyone. So we don't have conflict. We don't have conflict within communities, those that have against those that have not, which is why it is vitally important that we do not have councillors, local councillors um acting purely on one issue so if they are just invi- just banging on about the environment all the time it's like yeah important of course it is it's vital but actually to um not allow uh groups like ours, for instance to uh, support us to work with those that have not or who have the least or who, who who need the most support not These middle class enterprises. I'm talking, and it's not. I'm talking in class terms because it's easier for you to maybe to understand the differentials. So, um, if people whose families can afford to, for instance, have music lessons, fantastic. I'm sure that there's plenty of people who who will who will take the money to give your children music lessons, drama workshops, dance, etc., etc. That's great. For children that don't have the, uh, who will, will, through no fault of their own, are in a a socioeconomic situation that they can't access them, they are going to be at a disadvantage. So we want to ensure that they have the same opportunities and come up with the same positive uh, view of their community as any other child. So if the arts, music, the dance, and everything are so important, It's important that every child has the access to them and anyone that argues against that probably doesn't, uh, hasn't read enough or thought about it enough. However, for local councillors, yeah, it is important that they understand that they can't just be uh, in office for either party political reasons, because that's absurd, and history has proven that, that all the established parties, including Labour, have... Uh, in one way or the other, compromised or um, gone against the very things that they got elected on. And it's absurd. The, the fact that people voted in a Conservative government is appalling in itself, but that they, they, they voted to have Boris Johnson as a Prime Minister is up to them. Okay, great. However, if that party then decides they don't want that person as their leader, at that point there should be another general election because it's a false pretense. The fact that we then had <laughs> good old Liz and now uh, itchy ballsack, we we are really at a disadvantage on a democratic process. So in future, I think there should be a situation that if a, a, if a election is held and the leader at the time um, who wins the election is the prime minister, if the party want to get rid of that person, there should be another general election, etc. However, I'm also promoting the idea of these citizens assemblies, and I want everyone to look into them, because my working across at highest levels of government, actually with ministers, and also recently, more recently, with our local council, I've come to realise that actually it's it's unhelpful. Let's say that that we have um, local politicians aligned to certain parties have to to toe the party line regardless of the impact on the local community, that there is no real relationship between the national leading governments or parties and or um, the localised council and what it should be doing. So citizens assemblies where more people have a democratic input, democratic, a democratic input are vital because party politics has proven time and time again to be disingenuous as me being generous with my comment yeah disingenuous I think that it can be proven that on lots of occasions that they on a national level international level lie and I have also proven and have it proven to me and have information from other councillors at a local level that our local council is not running in a purely democratic way in a in a and has got a lot of shortfalls and needs to have a rooted branch um, clearing out and recalibrating. And that's coming from other counsellors, just so you know. So um, it's important that we as individuals get involved. And of course, everyone says, oh, they're all the same, which possibly they are, all these parties. Uh, They don't, you don't wanna get involved in politics. Well, that's what they want you to do. They want you to be disenfranchised, to be disinterested, so they can cut up the pie in whichever fashion they want and to give it out to themselves and leave us as a community society right across the world society with the basic bear crumbs, which is appalling when you think that the cake is made by the masses, but eaten by the few. Think about that. So there you go. So this year, again, uh, like many other years, we'll be looking at all aspects. So just so on, people understand, it's like, hey, wait a minute. I thought you just worked with young people. No, we work with the whole of society, the whole of the community, rich, poor, you name it, whatever. And it's about sustainable development. And it's specifically about the social element of it. So politics comes into that. And we will be launching a purely political, so we can focus on uh, uh, podcasts, et etc., et cetera, leading up to the both local and general elections to really screw down, focus on the true... Um, effects and or records, voting records, look at the voting record of our uh, local MP, um, appalling. We, to, to look at all the bits that don't work in local politics and being a one-issue uh, politician, like the local environmentalist, again, lovely, it's lovely, we all like the trees and stuff, uh, but people, so that their needs are met first, And then when they're there, they'll have more capacity to understand the vital importance of how we interact with the natural environment. The earth will live without us, yeah? So therefore, to get people into that situation, they need not be struggling every day to keep a roof over their heads or to feed their children or themselves, etc, etc. So, I'm looking forward to this year. I'm looking forward with great optimism, as I often do, and I'm looking forward to the challenge, and it's the ongoing challenge, of exploring, strike exposing local councillors and politicians that aren't carrying their fair share of the load or doing what they said they would do when they were voted, because that is as vital as an important as any other aspect of the work that we do. And I appreciate that most people have been disinterested and and led to be disinterested so that they do not get scrutinized. So it's part of our duty as a sustainable development organization to throw light, like we've done that marvelous film with Ray Winston, which was BAFTA nominated, to look at... um, spoiler alert, because it is on television from time to time, it's called Everything by the way, which we produced, which looks at issues concerning the sex trade. That's just one aspect of our work. Bash Street, we had 100 people from our locality looking at issues about society. Again, you can get that from all good local can-dos. So I'm going to leave it there, but I want you to understand that we're using the arts to help everyone, but particularly those that need it most. So That's a wrap. Happy New Year, everyone. I'm looking forward to looking forward.